All right. On my podcast today is a man who has fought the likes of Emmanuel Augustus, Kendall Holt, Eric Morales, Jose Armando Santa Cruz, and the great Manny Pacquiao. He is known as David Diaz. Very well. How you doing, man? Thank yeah. you for having me on. And I appreciate I, it and I, be patient with me. <laughs> yes, sir. No, 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 no. Look, look, for those who don't know, I had to corner another name you got, though, before I <laughs> before I go forward. Another uh name uh uh you forgot to mention is my good friend that we fought, uh, Jesus Chavez. Um that's true. That's true. Yes, that's true. Very, uh, that's true. I just wanted to name a couple of them. We could get to that. <laughs> we could get to that. Is that's my that's that. my guy, though. That's okay. my guy. We uh he's a Chicagoan transplanted to Austin. Great guy, great guy, man. Okay. So and, and so okay, tell me about that because a lot of times people think that all these guys that you you all fight, there is actual animosity when you guys are fighting, and it's just fighting. Like there's actually nothing wrong. It's competition. Competition is what it is. Um uh the only one that I can say maybe there's animosity is with Eric Morales. Other than that, every person I fought, not a problem. Not so, a problem. okay, what was the issue there with you and Eric Morales? I don't know. He had a beef with me. He thought he won the fight. And I guess after a while, he still is not a, as cordial as, you know, hey, it's it's already happened. It's, it, it, it's part of the process. You know, we win some, we lose some. He knows that as well. But, you know, it's, it's still a, a, a thing that... Uh, and maybe he's over it, you know, but uh, a few years ago, this was a few years ago that uh, um, a friend of mine was like <laughs> trying to get his autograph and he said no. <laughs> so, and then he's like, that's why David Diaz beat you. And he's like, man, fuck that guy. Nah. <laughs> it, was, it was hilarious. It was just, but like, to me, it wasn't, you know, it, it's part of it. You know, we win, we lose. And, and, and sometimes we get knocked out, like I say, yeah. you know? That's how it goes. Yeah, and and for those who are listening, if you are unaware of who David Diaz is, he he fought at the championship level, the yeah. championship <laughs> level. Tell me and, about that. How how like did you, did you know what what point did you know that you were gonna be at the championship level? Do you know when when it's coming? Can you feel it? You want it? Okay. You want it? That that's that's the best thing that. Um, uh, that that you want to see yourself do is be on the in the championship fight, be in front of a, a hundred thousand people or twenty, thirty thousand people fighting for a championship belt or winning one. Or you know, um, when did I see myself do that? I, I would have to say um, after my first championship intern championship fight when we beat Jose Armando Santa Cruz for the interim championship. That's when I was like, okay, I can be here. I belong here. I belong with these fighters. That's when I started feeling good about myself. It, it wasn't up until then that I was like, I can make it. I can go to those type of fights. I can be in those type of fights. But once I won that interim championship, I was like, yes, I belong here. I, I'm supposed to fight these guys. Um, but as a fighter, you always, if you don't have that mentality in you that you want to be in the championship rounds in the championship fights, I don't know. I don't know what to say, man. I, I don't know. Yeah, you, you get the wrong get sport. Yeah, you get the wrong sport. Not, 
Because it's just you in that ring, man. And if you you haven't over-prepared to a certain point, you are going to get the fight and the life beat out of you. Yeah, yeah. I I don't... I, I'm, I've been of a, since I was a workhorse in, in the gym, I was always working my ass off, always trying. I, I never could say I, you over-prepare. I, I don't know, because I could not um, be outworked, so to, so to speak. You know, like I, I would do 15, 20 rounds on the bag, 10 rounds on the rope, and, you know, stuff like that to get me through the, through the process of, of, of going through that war, you know? So, um, that's how I, I, I looked at my training and All right. I feel that you should prepare. Question. Cause I ask anybody that's a boxer that comes on my podcast, this question, and I'm going to ask you the same name, your top five Mexican boxers of all time. Um, all time. Salvador Sanchez. Yes. Julio Cesar Chavez. Yes. Uh, Carlos Zarate. Okay. Um, uh, Ricardo Lopez. Benito. And Barrera. Barrera. And Morales and Barrera are right there, bro. Morales and Barrera are right there. Even though before I fought Morales, um, I loved watching him fight, man. You know, he was an all-action type fighter, and I think... For me, that's that's how I have him. Okay. And uh-huh. the reason I have Carlos Sarate up there is because I, I met him at a later age, and I, I think he was just a great person, and seen some of his fights, and he was he was there. Yeah, and I heart, and I'm glad you said that because I hardly ever hear people mention uh Z- Zarate. Yeah, that's, yeah. You know, as a nice featherweight and yeah. boxer, good too. So you know, those are those are my my Mexican fighters. Yeah. Yeah, I ask people that, and sometimes they said, "Oh, there's so many," and I go, "If there's so many, you should be able to go out five. <laughs> it's you, know. They, you know, yeah. but you know what happened? You know what it? Is? You know what it is? I think I think what it is is when you put people on the spot, they forget. Yeah, they forget because there's also Pepino Cuevas, who was a great fighter as well too. But you know, he had no business being in the welterweight division. Yeah. You know. Oh, he yeah. So, oh. Yeah. Yeah. yeah man. Oh. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, it was bad. Yeah, it was sir. bad. That 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 Thomas Hearns fight. That was that was bad. Yeah, I was sir. like, oh my god. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, and, and some people, um, which I'm not surprised at, is they 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 throw Oscar De La Hoya in there, who I think is one of the greats of all time. As oh, well. yeah. I mean, yeah, yeah, but you know, you said Mexican, so I yeah, assume. yeah, I said Mexican, <laughs> but some people will go, oh, he's they, Mexican, but he's Mexican. Now, now you say Mexican American yeah. stuff like that, and you know, there's there's a little list. There's there a too, no, but... all that. I've heard it, man. I've heard. <laughs> I've gotten argued down. I've been in fights over that, man. Trust me, I have. Yeah. I have. I have Mexican friends, and there have been fights over this conversation. Yeah. <laughs> so I so I totally get there's Mexican, there's Mexican American. And I'll yeah. say this, man, from my time, the times that I have been in Mexico and I've visited um, and I've watched the guys over there fight uh, and, and the, the competition is going on. They support both sides, but they vote, but they clap more for their own people, for their pride yeah. and country. And I and I yeah. totally salute that. Yeah. All the but, time. Yeah. And I was like, well, like, 
they fuck with everybody, but they know who they're really rooting for. Yeah. Oh yeah. They and they let them know. Oh yeah. They let you know. Oh they yeah. You know. But it's not as crazy as when you're here in America, and the crowd is like, it's like, whoa, what? Like we're <laughs> all from America. Like you don't have to be that yeah. fucking way, man. Like, no. Yeah. Here. Here. Well, it just goes to show you when I. I fought in Chicago against Eric Morales, and I had more people uh, uh, room for Morales uh, than they were me. Just so crazy, I, I, yeah, dude. It's I crazy. Understand. Yeah, it's like people like they they turn into like vicious rabbit animals, oh, yeah, man. Yeah, when, yeah. when it comes they, to that, they, and, when, and they, uh, uh, when they're when uh, they're like a Mexican-born fighter comes here and stuff like that, it's like. Even the Mexicans here are like, nah, man, that's our guy. He yeah, like it. That's yeah, it. like you, you're you're a Mexican, but you ain't a real Mexican. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you're an American Mexican. You ain't yeah. real Mexican. Yeah, you're watered down, man. Like, we, we, no, 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 no. And even 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 my grammar school friend uh, fucking was against me. <laughs> Jesus Christ, bro. And 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 when and, and it was just crazy to see the love that. Like the, the the teams that like when we were over there that they, that they got to see the love that they got I was like okay they they not like totally gonna like kill you go. yeah like, <laughs> they're not gonna go crazy like they're gonna root uh, for us but they're also letting us know yeah y'all from where y'all from from America whatever but this is our people and this is our country that's who we going for yeah that's who we going for but, but like, there's a, there's I think there's some respect too that goes with it. Yes. As well, so yes, yeah. and, and, and I understand it's a passion. It's a it's a very deeply involved passion that comes with it. But yeah. here, man, when you're fighting, and it's like the Mexican American, the Mexican American crowd is like, yo, y'all are very vicious, man. When I was in Mexico, <laughs> they didn't act like that, man. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> y'all are fucking vicious, dude. Like, relax, yeah. my man, relax. Oh. So yeah, yeah, definitely. So I asked you that, and, and people always have. Um, they always have Eric Morales in there, and they always have uh, Marco Antonio Barrera, uh, in in their top in their top five of all time. Um, so, so my question to you as well: What did you think of Juan Manuel Marquez? Juan Manuel Marquez was a great fighter. Okay, he was a great fighter. Okay. Um, he, he just Pacquiao had his number, bro. To be honest with you, yeah, those are some grueling fights, man. Yeah, Pacquiao had his number about, uh, but he was a really, really great fighter. Um, and he ended up getting the last, the last fight, right, uh, where he knocked out. Um, yeah, Pacquiao. He knocked Pacquiao, Pacquiao out. Yeah. Yeah, but, but you, 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 you see the definition of, of his body and his fighting, his speed. From 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 previous fights, it, yeah, like he looked so much bigger and faster and stronger for that last fight. So, you know, it was just crazy to see Pacquiao box at one forty seven for so many years to me, and and still be fast and 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 he didn't have the pop he has before, but he was still speed. Yeah, he was still fast. Yeah, he was still able to. To, explode to 20 punches per second <laughs> yeah and, and that explosion that 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 thump man it was just like god like how is he carrying this up to 147 because i was i was like he drinking something you know everybody says that um he probably was you know ain't no telling no 
Yeah, no telling. Never if, was caught. Yeah, he was if, never if, caught. That that part, because okay. that's what I, that's what I always say. If he was not ever caught, that is one free dude is a freak of nature, man. Yes, exactly. Freak He's of a nature. fucking freak of nature. Freak yeah. of nature. Absolutely. All right. So tell take me back. Take me back. Where did you grow up? I grew up in the north side of Chicago. I actually uh my mm. family. I just had to say that. <laughs> I, I knew it. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, we grew up on the north side of Chicago and actually not too far from uh, Wrigley Field, brother. Uh, we were over there by Irving Park and Sheridan Road. Um, and uh, we I was born in that area. Then um, five years later, we moved up north a little bit to the Avondale area. And then my parents finally bought a house in Humble Park when I was about 12 years old. But I started boxing at eight years old at uh, Wells Park. How did you get into boxing at eight? My my dad, my dad wanted me to box, but because I I was a very I I guess I probably had ADHD, but I wasn't diagnosed, mm -hmm. <laughs> you know, just like everybody else. Um, I was a very active kid, always jumping around, always you know throwing punches and stuff. So my dad told me, so my dad said, hey, let's let's take him boxing and something like that because it was free. Um, soccer, baseball, and all that cost money. And, you know, being the youngest of nine, uh, uh, we didn't have enough money to put me in those type of sports. Okay. So I took up boxing and I fell in love with it at the age of eight. Um, went down there to uh, spar the first time. First time I went to the gym, uh, I told the coach, hey, I wanna, I wanna box, I wanna join. He's like, okay, this is how they used to do it before. Get in the ring, see what see what you can do. I guess if I would have cried and, and and got my ass whooped, he would have said, "Nah, this is not for you." Yeah. But I was able to to withhold my own. I did not I did not beat the guy or anything like that. But I was able to throw punches back, and the coach liked that, so he's like, "I'll train you," and he did. And I was there for like about two years, two or three years, and um, then we ended up going to Hamlin Park, and that's where. I made my bones in Hamlin Park. Did you, did any of your other siblings box? My older brother uh, boxed for a little bit, but he didn't, he didn't, uh, he didn't stay with it. Um, it was a, a mixture of uh, uh, no, no support on my, my parents' side and him liking the, the streets a little bit too much, <laughs> you know, back in those days. So, um, and he even says it, you know, it was lack of support and me um, going out there and just hanging out and drinking and, you know, partying it up and stuff like that. So when I, when I started it, uh, I, I fell in love with it. I mean, going to work out every day, Monday through Saturday, and um, then over the weekends going to fights or during the week getting fights at the park district. Um, then I started advancing in mm -hmm. boxing winning uh, a lot of chicago park district championships state titles regionals and then at the age of 15 well funny story is that like when i was 14 i was able to participate in my first national tournament which was in um uh where was it at uh marquette marquette, marquette park Oh, Marquette, no, Michigan. No, Marquette, okay. Michigan. Okay. Okay. Went to the nationals out there. So, okay. and it was my first national tournament. 
So we went there with uh, my coach at the time. His name is Danny Nieves. And we were, he was a 21-year-old guy, you know. Wow. Um, uh, and I was about 14, getting ready to turn 15. And it was my first national trip, man. So we, we went over there and we started seeing, like, a, a lot of college girls. <laughs> mm. you know? So we started goofing around and playing, you know, just being kids from the city going out somewhere else, man. And um, I lost. I lost my first fight against Arturo Ramos, Arturo Ramos. Um, and he was the previous champion uh, who had won the nationals. So he beat me in the first round and I had to stay there the whole week watching him win fight after fight after fight after fight. Burning you up. Oh my God, man. It was just burning me. I was like, man, I should have beat this fool. You know, that that was my, my, my thinking. And, um, I seen him win the championship, the, the national title, and he got a nice jacket saying that he was national champ, you know? And I looked over to my coach and I told him, man, next year we're coming back and we're going to win this. And that's what happened, man. Yeah. And next I... year we came back and we, we won it in North Dakota. Uh, we won, we became national uh, junior Olympic champion. And I was able to represent the U.S., uh, in Ireland, so we were able to we we won and we went to go fight in Ireland, and that was my first international trip. And at that time, I I I was like, man, it's cool to represent the U.S. right here, right now against Ireland. Mm -hmm. you no, know, could you imagine if I did the Olympics, man? You know, crazy. That's where everything started, like getting good for me. You know, like that fire started burning. Yeah. Yeah, you start yeah. one more. I can do more. I can do more. Yeah, I, can I can do, do more. more. If I'm able to do this here, but that was the the, the creme de la creme of uh, uh, novice, like junior novice, junior open yeah. uh, tournament. I wasn't fighting grown men yet. Yeah, I was yeah. just beating up, you know, kids my age. Yeah, because the following year after that was my first year that I could enter the Chicago Golden Gloves. So back back then when I was fighting in 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 uh, ninety two, um, you could fight as long as you were fifteen years old, sixteen years old. You could fight men as as old as 35, 34, 34, 34 32 years of age. So there mm -hmm. was no there was no in between like there is now, where if you're sixteen, you can't fight a guy who's like twenty two. You gotta stay at the 18, 17 year, unless you're really good. Yeah. But we ended up uh, trying out for the Golden Gloves and winning it. And we won the Chicago Golden Gloves. Oh, and uh, a funny thing that in in 92, when I won the first Chicago Golden Gloves, um, the Golden Gloves were being held at the Rosemont Horizon, which mm -hmm. is now the Allstate Arena. Yes. And that was the last year they did it. That year that I went, my first gold, uh, Chicago Golden Gloves, yeah, was the last year that they did it, and wow. I was like, man, this is cool, man. You know, be fighting in a big uh, arena like this, and um, you know, I was able to fight there, and then later on down the road, you know, things started going well for me, and ended up winning uh, just Chicago. I mean, I won the Chicago Golden Gloves, but also that year I won the uh, National Golden Gloves, and I was able to continue my amateur career and keep on going and um, winning more Golden Gloves. I was able to be 
four-time Chicago Golden Glove champion, mm. and I won the National Golden Gloves three times. Mm. Three How times. many people get to hear you say that? I don't know. <laughs> do, you, do you ever tell the story? No, not much. I mean, oh, only okay. when asked. Only when asked. Only when I'm in interviews because my amateur career, to be honest with you, was was pretty, pretty, pretty good. I, I really loved it. Oh, and let me get back to you. Remember that guy, Arturo Ramos? Yes. Okay, that guy from San Antonio. So then, obviously, we became open fighters. That year, as well, that I won the National Golden Gloves, I was ranked like about fourth or fifth in, in the nation mm -hmm. at that time. And we went through the USA um, national tournament. So this is when all the amateurs that are trying to get on the USA team yeah. go to that tournament. And needless to say, man, I met that guy again in the finals. I met him in the finals and he beat me again. He beat you again. Yeah, that guy is the only guy in the amateurs that beat me twice. Beat me twice. And I was like, oh. In, in your, in, in, yeah, so, okay. He had my right? number. But in your opinion, and, what, and what the was first one, The what first one, the, the first one, I was like, man, they stole the fight. <laughs> 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 the first one, I was like, they stole that fight. I, I was like pissed off. And then uh, when I lost to him again in the, in the, <laughs> In the championship, like fuck it, you got it. You, got it. you beat me the first time, I guess. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Do, do, do you recall like what was it? Was it just his ability to, to just score? Two very similar fighters, man. Okay. Very similar, identical fighters. So everybody that was there, they they said David, you won. They like no Arturo won. Won. We were very similar. They said that, and I, I believe he was a softball as well too, and uh, we were just identical fighters that. We fought alike, and and but he had my number, mm -hmm. and that that's he just he beat me, man. Some guys just can't even admit that part that another guy just has his number. He beat me twice. Yeah. <laughs> the first one, I would have been like, all right, you know what? Maybe they did rob me, but hey, the, the proof is there. Time, yeah. The second time proof is in the pudding, man. Yeah. And I think at that time, I think that. Uh, the first time we fought, there was no electronic system that they do have now. Yeah. And uh, the second time they beat, he beat me uh, by the, the electronic system didn't come into what ninety six. Was that ninety six or was it before? No, it was ninety six Olympics, but before that they were doing it. Okay. Yeah, they were doing okay. it before beforehand. Okay. You know? All right. The only one that didn't adapt to that, or I, I don't think still adapts to it is the National Golden Gloves. Okay. I think they still do. Uh, Are you, do you keep up with the amateur circuit now? To be, to be honest with you, no. Okay. And I'm only asking I, because it's, man, it's, it's so watered down. It's, it's bad. Yeah. Really bad. And, um, It's bad. It's like it's like a group of guys who just say now who gets who gets to go where. Yeah, and that's anything. that's not right. That's yeah. not right. It should be for merit of the hard work that they put in the gym, and then they come and execute it, and and they're it not, shows. And if it's not like that, that's Dave. Like, they're not doing that. They're not doing that. Yeah, they're not see, doing that. It. It's basically like if I'm the number three guy, because I've seen this happen, even with me. If you're the number three guy, 
they'll pick a guy that's number five or six that someone else is just cool with and they'll move him into that spot. You know what I mean? To get to where they got to go. Yeah. Yeah. He's not as good as you, Mm -hmm. but because of who he knows, you know what I mean? And he doesn't, he's not aware of that. Right. Of course. You know, he's not necessarily aware that he just thinks that he's putting in the work and it's like, well, if you go in here and spar me real, real quick, I'll show you. Has to change from the top, man. Yeah, yeah. So hopefully, hopefully, more people start speaking out and saying something about it. You know. Well, you see that they took out the Olympics, uh, boxing for the Olympics for two, twenty twenty eight, right? Twenty twenty eight. Yeah, something like that. Twenty twenty eight is not going to be no more Olympics. Yeah, I and mean, no and, boxing. And also, they really need to be more aggressive on a certain country who continues to uh, abuse steroids. Like they really need to start paying attention to that. And how they keep redoing their name and a bunch of other things too. Wow, you know, <laughs> you, you gotta play by the books, right? Yeah, well, you know, when you can do what you want to do, I guess you 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 will do it, right? Yep, yep. And when it's allowed, and when it's not, when it's not a, when there's no consequences, just like what we're going through in our city, when there's no freaking consequences to your actions. Yeah, that's what happens, man. Yeah. Yeah, until somebody until you start getting your your wrist slapped or you start getting a spanking, you you will continue to do what you do. Yep, exactly. So, at what at what point do you do you say you want to go go pro? Did you know that you wanted to go pro, or did you want to just say, "All right, I'm gonna do I, I'm gonna do all the amateurs and then I'm out of here. I'm not gonna do." So so once you uh, um so once I won the. National Golden Gloves, and I was number two in, in the country. Then, um, you know, during my senior year in, 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 in high school, I kind of fell off the path that I was I was going because, um, you know, hanging around, having. I'm not gonna say I, I'm, I can't I can't I can't blame the people I hung around with because I was doing it. You understand what I'm saying? Oh no, I get you. You don't have to tell right. me at all, man. You know. Uh, I was doing it. So like at, at a young age, like from the time I was like 14, 15, my friends were going out partying. I wasn't, you know, I was, I was at home working out and waiting to go work out. Or, I mean, go to a tournament the weekends, every weekends we had a tournament going somewhere to go fight. So when I get to like my senior year, I'm like 17, 18 years old. I'm start hanging around my friends and we start partying and I'm not going to school. So we, um, uh, I stopped just going to school and, um, I, I confided in one of my best friends, Hey man, you know what? Um, I had already gotten kicked out of school for truancy and stuff like that. So I had told them and my dad had made me uh, work during the summer because he found out I didn't graduate. So he made me pay rent and all this stuff went through the whole stuff. Right. And, um, I tell one of my best friends, who's my compadre right now, um, hey man, you know what? I'm gonna give up boxing and I'm gonna, I'm gonna, and he goes, so what are you gonna do? And then I go, well, I'm gonna go back to school and I'm gonna, you know, try to go to college and, and, and see what I can do. So when I mentioned college to him, he started laughing. He's like, man, are you serious? He's like, you know, you're not for school, man. Mm. And He's like, and another thing, he's like, you've been boxing since you were young. Yes. And to let just this go away for nothing, he's like, don't do that, man. 
So after that conversation with him, I ended up, you know, snapping, snapping back into it and getting back into doing what I had to do. When I talked to him, the Illinois State Boxing Championships were going on and for that, I had to win the state, uh, the Illinois uh, championship so I could move on to the regionals. I went, I had not trained in like six, seven months. I went and I, and I, and I weighed in, but I was like six pounds over and I had to lose the weight in order to fight. And I did, but I felt drained and dizzy and Ooh. I didn't feel, yeah, I didn't feel, I had to lose the weight in an hour. In so, an hour? Yeah, six pounds. Man. I would have walked yeah. off. I'm like, I'm out. Yeah, no, I did it, but uh, wait, wait, I, wait. What? Six pounds in an hour. They in an hour. Tell in me the, what the hell you did in an hour. Plastics, elbowing, hot shower, and running. Yeah. Yep. Spin. So the elbowing helps with the water weight, right? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And then the plastics, the sauna suits. Yeah. Those sauna suits. Yeah. Yep. Jesus, man. Jumping robe in 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 the in in, in the steam room. Yeah, with the hot water on and jumping rope, running in place, doing jumping jacks. You know, spitting, chewing gum, spitting, chewing gum. Ah, uh, <laughs> yeah. it just sounds like ah, uh, my yeah. stomach hurting Georgia. right now. So yeah, so we were we did that at seven o'clock in the morning. Uh, we were going to fight at 2, I believe it was, 2 o'clock. Fell asleep for a little bit, 8. I woke up, I didn't feel good, man. It just something something told me, you know what, don't fight. So I didn't fight. Um, and I went back home and reevaluated myself and started working out for the Golden Gloves, which was the last tournament to try to get into uh, the Olympic box-offs. And we were able to refocus and do everything that we had to do won the chicago golden gloves ended up going to uh cleveland ohio for the chicago uh, for the golden Gloves championships we won that um and then we went to we were once you became a national champion you were able to go and fight at the olympic box office which were in oakland and i was able what to wait is there. this what weight is this 139 139 and we were able to win there and we went over there and we fought and ended up winning the whole tournament and i was able to become an olympian i actually beat zeb judah in the olympic box offs uh twice oh wow yeah and then you know we, we went to the olympics one of the best moments of my life experiences was phenomenal able to uh have my family be there because it was Atlanta. Um, and at that time, you know, you're, a, you're, a, how can you say not envious, but like a greedy kid, like, I was like, man, I wish it would have been somewhere else, like, you know, somewhere exotic, like Athens, oh, Greece, so yeah, you know, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah. But at the time, again, as a kid, spoiled, you know, yeah, spoiled, there we go, spoiled brat, right? Because at that time, my parents weren't uh, residents in the U.S. They were okay. still undocumented. My brothers as well, my brothers and sisters. Um, and they were actually able to go experience that with me. 
to be at the Olympics. Oh, that's right, because you're the youngest. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> you know? Oh, shit. There's a story to that, too, then. Huh? Yeah, man. And, and and here's the other story, too, is that um, my second oldest brother, who uh, it, me and him had a great relationship, you know, and he comes and he grabs me from behind because we're in the Olympic Village. And he grabs me from behind and he's like, man, thank you so much. And I'm like, for what? And he's like, man, he's like, I always wanted to come to the games. He goes, but I never in a million years thought I would see a family member in the games. Wow. So he's trying to get all mushy. And I'm like, man, get away from me. Yeah. I'm fighting. I'm in yeah. fight mode. I'm going to be fighting in like two days. I mean, you can't be talking to me like that. Yeah. Um, but he ended up seeing me uh, uh, fight and, you know, win. And then I lost my second fight. But um, actually, he ended up passing uh, a year and a half later. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Due to my AIDS. condolences. Yeah. AIDS? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. shit, man. Yeah, he ended up passing from that. And, you know, it it, it, it was a bittersweet thing because um, he, he was a good person, man. Really yeah. good uh, family. He was actually the first family hero, you know, because... Uh, he my my parents immigrated uh like i told you and then they left him with uh four of my brothers and sisters you know for him to take care of them for about a year year and a half okay it wasn't until later on that my other brothers and sisters came and him and the oldest one did not come to the u.s because they were studying um their professions already they were already deep into their. Um, he was going. He was actually a, a high school teacher and a grammar school teacher. Okay. And he was a folklore dancer instructor, so you know he was already paving his own way over there that he didn't need to come to the to the U.S. But okay. you know it's part of it, part of life that that we go through. But it wasn't like back to get to when did I know pro. I knew after the Olympics that 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 I wanted to go pro, um, but since I didn't medal, I didn't think I was going to get any um, deals. From big, yeah. yeah, from big promoters. I I didn't think that. I was like, man, I didn't medal, so probably nobody's going to, you know, look out for no, me. I think they know if you make it to the Olympics. I think certain ones know that if you get that far, there's something special about you. Not everyone pays attention to that. Cause they don't right. really know what talent really is, but mm -hmm. those who know like, Hey, if you made it that far, there's only a certain breed of person that can get to that far to, to that level, you know? Oh, yep. And I take that, you know, <laughs> but, uh, then, uh, when I came back home, the phone didn't ring, <laughs> the phone didn't ring until like about two months later, mm -hmm. two months later. And then, uh, we got signed by uh top rank Bob Aaron. So that's that's when we knew we were going to fight and start becoming pro. Then I ended up signing with the manager out of uh, Florida. They were the, their names were the Garretts um, and um, ended up signing with them. And I actually moved down to South Beach, Coral Gables for for about a year and a half. Yes, I know. That's exactly what happened. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not saying anything, man. I had a chance to go down there when I was young. I was a teenager. I was a I was in my early twenties. 
Mm-hmm. That's when I was down there. Twenty, yeah. bro. I was in my early twenties. Yeah. You know, they gave a, a young kid from Humble Park a. a it's a nice. Money, a car. Yeah. A, a place to live. Yeah. And then I didn't have nobody down there telling me what to do. You know, it, it's just it's just space and it's nice, yeah. looking, nice looking yeah. things everywhere. Yeah. All over the place, man. So, yeah. so got distracted. Then we ended up coming back to Chicago like two years later. And I actually hung them up. I didn't I didn't box for like about two years. Really? Yeah. Wait, wait. So, so transition to that. What made you? What makes you stop boxing for two years? Because I was having those uh, issues of making weight at one thirty nine, um, and partying, and 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 you know, I started off good with uh, I think it was like one or two knockouts in the first three fights, three four fights, right. and then after that it was more uh, um, decisions and and barely making weight and struggling to make weight not eating for a day or two, you know? And then I was getting homesick. So I was like, you know what? I'm just gonna grab my stuff, get out of here, go back to Chicago, not fight. Um, either I get this all out of my system, partying and having a good time. And- And the food here is crazy too, man. Yeah. And then I just go back and, and, and go back home. Yeah. And if I decide to go back to boxing, at least I'll be more level-headed and I'll know where I'm going. So I came back like in, I think it was 99, 99. So from 99 to 2001, 2002, I partied my ass off. <laughs> wow. I, yeah, I partied. That's a long and, stretch, my man. Yeah, man, it was. It was, I think, 20, 21. I did a one or two fights and stuff like that, but it was like long, you know, it wasn't, but I wasn't really focused. Did you, wasn't a lot of, did, you, did you blow up big? Yeah, yeah. I got up to about 190. <laughs> <laughs> you was big as shit, man. Like I am now. Right now I'm, I'm walking around 190. Yeah, but you don't have to worry about that now. No, I don't. <laughs> you don't have to worry about. It. For those who don't know, don't have to worry about it. For those who aren't aware, David Diaz owns a real estate company called Main Event Real Estate. So mm-hmm. he's okay. He, he let that go. <laughs> he's all right. No more punches. No more. No right. more diets. No more. No. no more fasting. Intermittent fasting. None, none of that. None of that. Running six miles in the morning at four thirty a.m. None of that, man. So he's enjoying living life and, and, and kids and being able to eat. Like I like I tell I, I think I, I retired in 2011. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I'm like, since 2011, maybe I might might have ran maybe like four or five times, you know, yeah. Yeah. since retirement. So I still figured since I started working out religiously since I was eight years old uh, up until 2011, I was like, my body's still able to still maintain that level of um, athleticism. Yeah, right? no, no. And, and, and now you're at a point where you, you've done all that. So you, oh, yeah. you, you've turned to you turned to chapter on that. Um, yes, yeah, sir. And so, OK. Arturo Ramos. Right. Did you ever have did you ever have a fight with him in a pros? No, 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 no. We never did he have a term pro. He did turn pro, but he okay. didn't. He didn't um, 
take it any farther. I think maybe he had like about 11 fights. I'm actually friends with him on Facebook. Okay. Yeah, but we haven't discussed him beating me twice. Yeah, because that's what I wanted to know. I'm like, hey, did you ever <laughs> settle that debt? No. Nah. Once you turn pro. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't bring it up or anything like that. So I just leave it alone. <laughs> yeah, because you know, you know, some guys, you remember certain guys that, you know, that had your number when you're in the amateurs and you want to get yeah. them back. Yeah, no, well, with, like I said, with him, with, uh, he's the only guy in the amateurs that beat me twice. Okay. And, you know, I never lost to anybody twice like I've had with him. Um, so, you know. Okay. So in high school, so you were going to high school and and doing boxing. Correct. Did you, did, you, did your parents ever just say, hey, we're just going to pull him out and have him, like, homeschooled at some point? My, no, 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 my, my parents couldn't do that. Uh, my, my, my mother, um, um, uh, she only had, I think she only went to first grade in school in Mexico. My dad never went to school and my mom actually taught my dad how to write his name. So my dad was, he couldn't read, um, okay. but he was, he was my hero though. Yeah. Okay. Hell yeah. He would be, he would be yeah. mine too. <laughs> to pu to pull off the miracles that he that he did to have us here, hell yeah, yeah exactly, yes hell sir. Yeah. You you salute a person like that, man, yes sir. Yes, and, sir. And, and and real shit, David. They should be very proud. They should be very uh, proud they, of you. Uh, they were. My dad was. My mom was. Yeah, they should they, be very they were, proud. They were I, I felt that, and they told me, so I'm I'm okay. Good. You know, my both of my parents are gone. My dad, uh, my mom died about. Uh, man, my goodness, almost uh, 11, 12 years. 12 years my my condolences to moms, to the OG. Thank you, thank you. And then my dad, uh, he just made a year. He died last year. Okay, okay. My mom is two months. She died in, uh, she died oh. in June. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. My, yeah, my, my dad was July 28th. My mom was June 27th. It's, it's crazy, man. It, it's, a, it's a crazy feeling, isn't it? Like yeah. a piece, like yeah, a piece yeah. of you just got snatched, like just got ripped out of there. Yeah, yeah, you know? yeah. It's 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 uh, it, it's a thing that you see all the time. That you, man, I wonder how these people are without their parents. And then you start, you're you're you get to that level where you're at that place where you're missing your parents and, and yeah. you don't have them. And, and then now I start thinking about my kids, man. You know, how are they going to be? How am I going to leave them off? Yeah. You know, I hope yeah. I leave them off well and where they're good, uh, strong-minded boys or men that do well yes. in this life. Yes. That's it. That's all and I that's want. it. That's it. That's it. You leave them with integrity, mm -hmm. integrity dignity, purpose, morals, and values, and then they'll yes, go sir. on and do the right thing. And respect. There has yes. to be respect. Yes. There. Respect above all. Respect yep. is number one. Because mm -hmm. if there is no respect, the rest of that shit won't last. Won't, 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 they won't follow suit. They won't follow suit. Absolutely, Dave. Absolutely. No. Absolutely. No. So when you get up to the Emmanuel Augustus fight, what the what are you thinking? Because this Man, dude is different. And this guy is gonna be fucking around, man. I'm gonna be frustrated. <laughs> I'm gonna kick him. 
my respects to, to Manuel Augusta, the rest yeah. of these man. Yeah. Um, awesome but guy. my surprise, to my surprise, he did not do any of that with me, which was uh, shocking. Um, and um, we, and that there, there goes another um, stepping stone that you're like, okay, I was able to beat this guy who's the gatekeeper to the 135 division. If I could be him, we can go places. And we did. If we beat him, I believe after that, I fought Nel Julio, who was a, a, a ex-world champion, and we beat him as well. So all those uh, those little, not little, I'm not those, those steps that I fought in my boxing career are the ones that, that helped me get more confident. Yeah, because those, yeah, yes, those are the build-ups. Yeah, those are the build-ups. Yeah, it's all buildups, all buildups to 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 get to that, to get to where we got. Yeah, because I was looking, I was like, okay, if he beats if he beats Augustus, that means they're gonna start throwing more guys in front of him. Yeah, you know, and it's gonna get harder at that point, and then that's when they're gonna see if you can you can either step up or you're gonna step back, step back. Yep. So yeah, yeah, and 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 we were blessed that that I had a great corner with me all the time. Uh, great guys that motivated me to get well to where I needed to to get. Um, you know, Jim Strickland, Sam Sam Colonna, and Mike Garcia were my corner guys, and Kevin Cunningham was uh, Kevin Cunningham. a little bit. Yeah, Kevin awesome Cunningham guy. training for 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 uh, Morales. You know, and uh, we ended up winning there. I mean, you know, that's how it's how it goes. Yeah. Um... What was I going to ask you? Going into that Morales fight, were you like, did you know that you had that feeling like, yo, I know what he's going to do, but I can get him? I felt I could beat him. Yeah. I felt that, especially fighting in my hometown yeah. in Chicago at the Rosemont. I mean, yeah. And, and you had a pressure style. Yeah. Yeah. As a Southpaw. As a softball, yeah, yeah, I had that pressure style, and you know, a lot of people don't know, but I'm actually what well, have what happened here? You good? It's still, I'm still here. Okay, um, uh, I'm actually a right-handed person. I don't, I, I don't write with my left. Okay. I, I ended up when I first started boxing. Uh, the coach uh, at Wells Park told me he's like. How do you feel more comfortable, like this or like this? I'm like, like this. So he started training me like that, and it stuck. Okay. Well, so I mean, Miguel Cotto, yeah. Miguel Cotto was left-handed. Oscar De La Hoya yeah. was left-handed. Mm-hmm. And yeah. they ended up fighting uh, Orthodox. Yeah. You know, so, so it goes. Yeah. But, yeah, I felt I felt confident in, in that fight as well, that we were going to beat Morales uh, in Chicago. Um, so, you know. We knew what we had to do is just put it that pressure. Your training regimen, do you ramp it up going into a fight oh, like yeah. that against guys who are, who are yes, like... Yes, you have to. So, see, for that fight, that fight, we we ended up going to Colorado Springs. Uh-oh. Yeah. For, That's for what you that mean, fight. business. Yeah. Yeah, we went up there and, and, and we fought and came back prepared and ready to go, you know. And that's how we ended up uh, winning the determination and, and our work. Um, our workouts helped us prepare ourselves for that. Okay. Do you pay attention to that weight division uh, now? Or do you like just totally just everything is just family? I've been, I've been out. <laughs> I've been out. I've been, I've been uh, 
I've been uh, more of a, a, a baseball dad now and um, um, watching these, my, my kids play baseball. Um, I've been blessed that, that both of my boys are, are very talented in, in, in that sport. Uh, I have a 17-year-old that's a left-handed pitcher and an outfielder. And then my 15-year-old boy uh, is a catcher, plays second and uh, third base. Okay. And then, um, actually, my middle kid was able to go to the Field of Dreams this past. Uh, a couple of weeks ago, right? Yes, yes. Yeah. We were we were down there um, because he plays for the Cubs uh, organization. Um, they have like the junior Cubs play against the Cincinnati Reds, and okay, and they televised it as well and. He did actually pretty good. He went, uh, I think he went three for four, and uh, he was really good behind the plate. <laughs> Do they have any idea of who their father is? It sounds like you. It sounds like you don't almost bring. You don't even bring it up. No, I don't. But sometimes I, I just tell them that I will whoop their ass at their age. You know? <laughs> <laughs> I just, uh, I'm like, dude, don't even. You know, my middle kid is the one that likes to flex the most, but. And of course, the middle child. Man, you know, I'll beat your ass, man. This is just one of those things. But um, they know, they know that I have fought before. They they see me because there's times where we work together. People come up to me and 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 want to take a picture or have me sign an autograph and stuff like that. And they'll be the ones that be like, you know, who your father is, and yeah. they tell them, and then they just nod their head and stuff like that. But um, I try to, I try to show my kids humility, you know, Okay. Not be okay. humble. Um, good things happen, um, when you're humble, respectful and, and you behave the proper way. Look at you, look at this situation right now. I mean, um, if don't I was try to put it down, don't, don't, don't try to reverse no. it, man. Don't try if to reverse it. Asshole, if, if, if you would have heard that I was an asshole, would you have reached out? I still would have reached out. Yeah, because <laughs> I'm not worried about you being an asshole. I see you sooner or later in Chicago. I see you. I but see yeah, you. but yeah, that's how it is. And uh, mo mostly, I I I watched uh, the the Andy Reese fight uh, this past week, Saturday, yeah. Sunday, yesterday. Sunday, yeah, Sunday, a couple of days ago. Yeah, you know, I watched it, and you know, do I miss it? Nah. I, I can tell you don't miss it. I can tell. I, I can. I feel it. like Dave. I feel like you at peace. Like you, you're past that. Oh yeah, I I I am at peace, man. I'm. Uh, I've always said that if it, when I retire, I wanted to be done for sure. I was I was done. I I didn't want to be the the guy that everybody's embarrassed to, to be around where he can't communicate well or, or, or has trouble um, putting sentences together. Which you have I, no problem doing. Yeah, no, right now I don't. Right now I don't. <laughs> Who knows down the road, right? I, don't, I, don't, I, don't, I think you'll be all right. I don't think you'll be all right. And also, I, I didn't want to be a, a, a burden to my wife and my kids you know, down, down the road. So we knew it was time. Um, after my last fight that 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 I fought with uh, Hank Lundy on ESPN, yeah, he knocked me out and and 
my wife took a picture of it and I was I was down there thinking um in the in the dressing room out as a fighter as a guy who who's always up for the competition since he knocked me out in in almost my backyard which was at the uh at the casino here by Indiana um I was like you know what I'm gonna ask for a rematch I'm gonna ask for a rematch and I'm gonna go fight him in his hometown of Philadelphia and I'm gonna beat his ass and I'm gonna knock his ass out and then I said okay since we fought on the Friday I was like the Monday we got to get back to working out that's where my body and everything said hope Hold it. Give <laughs> I us think some time. Done, baby. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think we're done. Okay. So that was my mentality. Yeah. I, I said, forget this, man. Fuck it. I'm done. Yeah, because you you just slid right on now. You was like, yeah, I'm out, man. Yeah, I and and I did it. And what happened was that I didn't tell nobody. I didn't tell nobody what my my thought was. Okay. But um Fast forward of, of like four or five months of not doing nothing, not working out, not doing anything. I told I, I told my wife, hey, you know what? I'm gonna retire. And did you feel it at any time before the Lundy fight? Did you no, think or know no, no, it? No, 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 no. Okay. No, so no. you was always all in. All in. Oh no, for every fight I take, bro, every fight I took, I took it as me winning. They told me not to take that Hank Lundy fight. Really? They're like, man, that's a young cat, man. That's a young guy. Okay. I'm like, what's the fucking point? Yeah, he had like 17 fights or something like that. Yeah, and I think like 14 knockouts or some shit like that. Yeah. Some, some, something like that. But there was, what, like I always said this, what's the point of us being fighters if we're not going to take on the challenge? Because that's what it's all about anyway, right? That's what it's all about, to see who's the best. So I went up there and I was like, man, if this young kid really has it, he's going to fuck me up, call it a day. Like yeah. beat me. Nah, I didn't say call it a day like I'm gonna retire. I said if he beats me, he beats me. I know where I stand. And if he don't, he's gonna get and ran, he, ran he, down. Because he did. Because I had his ass out. Yeah. I, if you go back to that fight, man, I had his I dropped him and I just couldn't finish him, bro. I couldn't finish him. I couldn't I got too over anxious and 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 I didn't set up my punches right. I thought the ref was going to come in because he was on the ropes, but he didn't. And then he ended up headbutting me. And, you know, it's what happens, bro. You, you, yeah. And I got knocked out. Just put it like that. Yeah. And that's how the fight ended. And uh, that's when I knew it was, it was time. It was time to, to let go. Growing up in the amateurs or in the pro circuit, do you remember there being any boxers who never really got the chance to really shine? I one one comes up to me that because I don't know if I don't know if it was the limelight that scared him or what, mm-hmm. but he was smooth. He was so good sparring, man. Just that when he 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 wasn't a big puncher, but he was very smooth. That I would think, why isn't he a world champ? Because like to me, he was. He was fast, mm-hmm. you know. Um, his name was Jermaine Sanders. You know. Okay. Southside. Yeah. Ooh, oh my smooth Jermaine Silky Sanders. <laughs> silk, bro. Yeah. Silky, just just silk, bro. Yeah. The man was was awesome. 
put a couple of butt whoopings at me in sparring. Yeah. And I, I ask that because everyone knows at least one or two guys yeah. that would have been great as pros, for but me, they never. For me, that's the guy. Yeah. That I, I would sometimes uh, sit sit down and think, I mean, what's keeping you from becoming so great? Yeah. Or becoming that champion? Yeah. What's keeping you? Is there something outside of, of this gym that I don't see, obviously? that's bothering you or, or or something's not letting you move forward or what it was but for me he 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 was the guy that i thought should have been up there with the workers and stuff like that mm. he was smooth bro he was smooth so you transition right boom you say 2011 your wife i'm done this is it you don't even have to worry about me coming back here no more i'm done with this boxing shit mm. i'm moving on what made you pick up real estate I didn't pick up real estate until like about three years after. Um, man, wait, we're in 2002. Uh, yeah, like about, I'm going to say 2014, 15. It took me okay. like three, four years to, to after 2011 because I ended up uh, doing a boxing program with Cicero, uh, Cicero, Illinois, which is, you know, right outside Chicago. Yeah, that's where they were having the Golden Gloves. and Yeah. Yeah. So, so I was able to do a boxing program with them and, and, and I was doing well, you know, with, it wasn't a big paycheck or anything like that, but it was just something that I liked doing. Yeah. But the thing was that, um, during the day I would be drinking. <laughs> uh -huh. Yeah. Yeah. So then, you know, my wife would be like, Hey, you know, this is not productive. You're not doing, why don't you take up real estate and try to do that? And I took up real estate, ended up finding a, 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 a love, a passion for it. And now, you know, fast forward, we have our own real estate company. Awesome. Yeah. Awesome. Was she involved in real estate? Oh, yeah. She was involved in real estate uh, when we got married about in 2003. She had her license and stuff like that. She actually let it go after we had our we started having our kids and then boxing started going really well for me. So she was able to, to not, you know, do anything. And then um, it wasn't until like about, I think she like two years before I, I, I retired, she started picking up her real estate license again. She's like, hey, I want to do real estate. I'm like, all right, cool, go ahead. And she picked it up. And then when I retired, Three years later, she's like, hey, man, you drinking and being here like this is not good for you. Why don't you find something to do? Purpose again, you know, because you always I like as me as a as a as a fighter, all you think is that that's the only thing you're good for was fighting and training. You know, so uh, I was able to um, transition myself good into the real estate world. So, so is it commercial, residential, both? I'm, I'm actually, this year, I'm actually leaning towards more commercial. Okay. Um, I have two properties that I have listed uh, in uh, uh, for uh, that are commercial. One's a property in Cicero. So if any mechanics out there that want to start their own mechanic shop, give me a holler because I have a great property uh, on Cermak Avenue. Um, the gentleman's has had that building for about 20 years and it's a mechanic shop um, comes with everything you know so 
Oh, so it's yeah. already is our it, it, it's, it's already established. Yeah. Okay. Clientele, everything. All you have to do is obviously bring the money, six seventy five k, and because it's the whole property, it's like four city lots. It's a big four city lots. Wow. Yeah, four city lots in Cicero, on okay. Cicero on Cermak Road, and um, and, and it comes with the equipment, uh, the diagnostic machines and all that stuff, lifts. All you have to do is bring in your uh, uh, workers and some tools. Call it a day. Okay. Yeah. And now, my wife is the one that does more uh, uh, residential, residential real estate, and I help out as well with the residential. I've done that, uh, and that's where we're going towards right now. Do your clients know that you're a boxer? Yeah, some do. Some yeah, because I'm, yeah. I'm looking at I'm looking at the look. I'm like. <laughs> if you yeah. didn't know that, you would look at him and go, "Man, look at this guy." Man. Yeah, he's a little short Mexican, you know. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, but no, some do, some don't. Some, you know, they'll like the funny thing is like I'll go show a house, and when my clients don't know who I am, sometimes the people that are living there recognize me, and they'll be like, "Hey, aren't you?" And I'm like, "Yes, it's me," and I shake their hand, and that's when. We step outside and they're like, you're, you used to be a boxer? I was like, yeah, many, many moons ago, many moons ago. And then we just kick it off like that. Who was the hardest person? Who, who hit you the hardest? What was the hardest punch you got hit by? Jaime Rangel. It's a Colombian cat. That was a couple fights after Augustus, right? I believe so. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he hit me. He hit me really hard that I never, I was like shook. To my core. Okay. Um, we ended up beating him, but but yeah, he was the guy that I, I that night and a couple of nights before, I told my wife, man, my body hurts. Everything. Mm. Oh yeah, I felt. Um, I didn't even party that day. <laughs> oh my god, he made you consider your whole life, huh? Mm-hmm. Shit, man. Beat him, but and. And this this man was a fucking like solid muscles everything bro, and he just. The, and you know how so, sometimes you you look at people that got muscles and stuff like that. And you're like, oh, these motherfuckers can't hit. Yeah, this one could hit. This one could hit. <laughs> and I I think that's the other part that people don't actually get. Like when you go in the ring, the guy looks one way before, and then when you get in the ring with him, he looks like a totally different guy, man. Totally different. Totally like he, different. He, he filled out. You know what I mean? All the muscles are popping out all over yeah. his face. His shoulders and back has gotten bigger and everything. He's like, where the fuck did that, that was come him, from? That, and that was him uh, at the weigh-in. That he was like just jacked up, bro. That I was like, holy, how the hell is this man 135? Right. And I'm right. over here fucking drained as hell, you know, at 135. You know, so and then you get but, in the ring and he looked like a he looked even worse. Yeah, man. Then the thing is that he ended up matching those muscles with his hits. <laughs> so then that was even worse. I was like, oh <laughs> so but like and, and that's one thing that I always told people, like I knew I was in the business of either hurting or getting hurt. Yeah, it's so the hurt game. That's what's about it. I knew what I was getting myself into it, but I ended up 
enjoying it and loving it for a very long time. I loved it. It was just something that I, I, I didn't see myself if, if I could have kept my, my speed and been able to control my weight, I would have kept on fighting, man. But I know I, I couldn't, I was slower. Uh, went on and I also lost to uh, Umberto, Umberto Soto. Yeah. Cobrita. I lost to him in a title fight. And when I lost to him, I also had contemplating, was contemplating retiring because when I fought him, there was some, some moments that I caught myself like, okay, I'm going to go hit him. And I was like, oh, okay, no. You missed I, a moment. Yeah. You missed a gap. Yeah, I missed it. So then uh, one time I was like, man, maybe, maybe, maybe it's time, yeah. you know, maybe it's time. But then I, 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 I kept at it when another fight, won that fight, and then we ended up had, uh, fighting Hank Lundy. And then Hank Lundy told me, ah, no, you need to retire. <laughs> The Pacquiao fight, was that the fastest you ever seen anybody move? Oh, yes. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And I fought plenty of fast guys, man. Yeah. Zab Judah being one of them. Um, and You didn't and, fight Zab in the pros, though, did you? No, we never okay. got to fight in the pros. Okay. We never got to fight in the pros. Um, and, you know, part of it. Uh, like I always tell everybody, man, I took that fight knowing that I was going to win. Um, knowing that I... There was no way a guy from 130 was going to come up and beat me. Mm -hmm. I, didn't, I, didn't, I didn't expect to get knocked out, to be honest with you. I didn't expect it. Okay. That was a, you guys clashed, man. I was yeah. just like, holy fuck. Yeah, it was, it was, it was a beat down. I mean, you know, we, like I told you, man, I, I I went there wholeheartedly thinking, you know, man, this guy can't be that fast. <laughs> it can't be that fast. Yeah. You'll hear me in the second round. In the second round, my coach tells me, man, he's like, hey, you're getting hit a lot. He's like, the, the punches hurt. And I'm like, nah, they don't hurt, but they're just too many. So fast. And that's how he got it. That's how he got it. Overwhelming people with punches. Yep. No. Yeah. None of your kids ever wanted to box. I actually did take my middle kid to box into the gym and he did very well. He uh he sparred very good. Mm -hmm. Um but my kids wanted to just fight and didn't want to do the workouts. Oh. Like, that's not how you do it, dude. That's not how you do it. Cause I took them. I did the approach that how I did when I was young. I was like, all right, let's go. I didn't train them here at home or nothing like that. Maybe a little bit, show them how to just throw a little punch here or two. But I, I didn't say, hey, this is what you got to do anytime. So when I took them to the gym to go spar, they they ended up sparring. The oldest one liked it. He was good. He would, he would If he would have stayed boxing, he would have been a boxer, like a smooth boxer because he was fast. Okay. My middle kid came out just like me, a bull, just eh, aggressive. Eh. Yeah, yeah, just going out there. Um, but again, it comes back to me understanding that boxing is not to be played with. You have to work your ass off, absolutely, out to to be able to perform and and do a fight. If not, you're gonna get hurt. Yes, indeed. You yes know, so, indeed but they didn't they didn't want to do that so 
They didn't want to work out. So I would have them in the gym and I'd be like, hey, you got to do, you got to do the footwork. You got to learn how to walk. You know, you got to jump rope. You got to, nah, I just want to spar. I said, it's not going to work out like that, man. Mm-hmm. You're going to find the cat that's going to be able to uh, beat your butt. Why? Because he's working out. Yeah. So my middle kid ended up doing it like he sparred one day at my gym, uh, the second day at another guy's gym, and then he came back to my gym and sparred one more time. Then after that, I told him, hey, because I would tell him, hey, let's work out properly the way it's supposed to be. He would give me a hard time. And I had other kids there, so I was like, man, listen, man, just go do what you want to do. Yeah. So then um, on Monday, I would say, hey, you want to go work out? He's like, nah, I'm okay. Never yeah, man, it's a lot that goes with boxing, drills, techniques. Man, there's 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 discipline, discipline, sacrifice, and discipline again, man. If you're not disciplined to do anything, you, you're not going to make it. Yeah, most people can't sit and throw a hook for, for 30 minutes and, and mm-hmm. understand why they're throwing the same punch over and over again. And it's not the same punch that they throw over and over. And that's what I try to tell these people, that if you drop your elbow a little bit it's not going to be the same effect as when you have it nice and on an angle like yeah Yeah. you know if you drop it a little bit like this you're going to be hitting with your with your pinky and you're going to break your hand yeah you don't want that that ain't what you want and that's what here yes that's what they don't understand and you have to practice that all the time and we can go back and say you know what um yeah but he fights good yeah but how long is he going to last Oh, one minute he might be great. What about when it comes to two minutes to three minutes? If you're not doing that work, you're not. You're gonna be gassed by the second round. That's and it. you do it when you're tired. That's it. And That's when it. when are you tired? Do you know mm-hmm. when you're tired? Mm-hmm. Even that. What is your gas tank like? Mm-hmm. You gotta know these things in order for you to be able to do that fight. Do you know how mm-hmm. to uh, hide in the ring without looking like you're? You're buying time. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. There's it's a lot. lot of, yeah. There's a lot of things that these guys, and that that's what, in a nutshell, that's what my kid was. My yeah. kids. They just wanted to fight. And I was like, nah, it's not going to work that way. You got to be disciplined. And they actually took up other sports uh, after my, me telling them about boxing. Um, they're like, okay, we're going to do Taekwondo. And they did pretty well for Taekwondo. Again, my oldest uh, one state uh, in Illinois for, for uh, Taekwondo and my middle guy, uh, second place. They went to the Nationals, ended up losing in the third round, uh, both of them. So Okay, okay. You know, so they were, they, they've always been active. Um, and then um, about four or five years ago, they ended up baseball. Okay. They just because we had them at baseball when they were young. Then they're like, ah, we don't want to do it. We switched them over to taekwondo, then soccer. <laughs> they didn't like that, so then they ended up going back to baseball and been there ever since. Okay. Are there any fights in boxing that you really want to see? As far because I know you're not totally involved, but just on a surface level, are there any fighters that you want to really see fight? I would like to see uh, uh, Crawford and Spence. Oh, <laughs> that's a fight worth seeing. I think that would you, be a great fight. Do you have a pick for that fight? I like Crawford. You like Crawford? Okay. Yeah, I like Crawford. 
He has ties to this city too. Not only, yeah, yeah, he, he's got ties to the city. Um, uh, what's his name? General Mendez. Uh, he's up by Highland Highland uh, Park over there. Okay. Um, that they're real tight with uh, uh, Crawford. Okay. And he, yeah, so he goes to his fights all the time. Okay. But yeah, I would like to see that Crawford and, and Spence. That would be a great fight, man. I want to see that, that fight. Be, so bad. that would be a nice money maker for both of them, and they yeah. should be not like nah, just leave it alone. No, see, speak your mind because I want to know. Like that YouTuber, you know, is taking up all the bread. Yeah, exactly. But you know, you know what? It was, you you don't you don't knock his game, man. You I, and I I'm not it. knocking it. All I'm saying is that he was able to use what he had to make yeah. himself. That that's what his game. That was his game. That that's his brand, and he did it. And what he did was what a guy like Bud Crawford can't do. Like he right. has he has his big following and this big engagement that he was able to sell that to people and and make money off of it. And yeah. you would like to see that from an arrow. You would like to see that for guys like Errol Spence and Devin Haney and all these other guys, but. Some some people just have it that way, you know. Like they're they're yeah. better at that part of it than they are at being in a gym and and, and putting in the work and, and 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 doing what you need to do to get to the next level. So it just yeah. is what it is, man. Like that's how it is. That's that's the times we live in. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I would like to see him fight some actual fighters. He's not. There's no. Yeah. There's no point. Yeah, there's, there's, I know. It all goes away. Uh, a ten and zero fighter, a real good ten and zero fighter, will beat him. Not just beat him either. Hmm? Not just beat him. They won't just beat him. A ten and zero fighter won't just beat him. Yeah. Jared Jared Anderson will put him in a coma. Mm-hmm. I'm not sure if you've seen uh, Jared Anderson fight, but Jared no, Anderson. Who's that? Uh, he's six foot four, two hundred and forty pounds, and he's at he has twelve. He's twelve and zero with twelve knockouts. I think. But isn't isn't uh, this guy like fighting at at, at one ninety or something, or is he two hundred? I don't know. I don't know, no, but I, I know somebody. I know somebody. At 190 because even 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 my guy Kendall Gill, you know okay. Kendall Gill from yeah. the Bulls. Yeah, from the Bulls. Yeah, yeah, he's a fighter. He he, he can fight. Yeah, I seen him do some MMA too. Him. He asked him, "Hey man, let's go, let's get." It. But he knows that Kendall knows how to fight. Yeah, he's not gonna fight nobody that know how to no, put in work. He's not. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Nah, so it's a hustle. It's so, a hustle. They, they got a good hustle going. Yeah, they do. Can't be mad at it. Yeah, anytime you can corner the market with with a hustle, you know, take advantage of it, and he's doing that. Yeah, sir. But I know some guys that would get in there with him at one ninety. I know some guys that would get in there with him. Yeah. And, and he won't. Oh, he, yeah. won't he won't like the outcome. Oh no, he because you know, it, he'll lose. You he'll don't know lose. what you don't know what pain is. <laughs> You don't know what real pain is, nah. man. It's, 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 it's what it is, bro. Yeah, it is. It is. Is is that the only fight that you 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 want to see? Right now, yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's a okay. that's a good fight. Okay. That's a definitely a pay per view fight. Yeah. Oh, what? Their styles, their styles are uh, would be very very good, very compatible. I think. Styles. Okay, let me ask you this: Does Errol Spence fight like a Mexican to you in a come forward style? In a come forward style, yes. If you're saying they're coming forward and pressuring the their fighters, yes. Mm-hmm. But T T Bud is more of a 
boxer puncher for me. Mm-hmm. Boxer puncher where he he can box and but then he lets him and and rips to the body and and does real well. That's why I think it'll be it'll be a good fight. It'll be a good fight. Yeah, I think it'll be a great fight. Um, I feel like it'll be uh, Leonard Hearns or Hagler Hearns. It'll be like one of those. I think more Leonard. Yeah. Yeah, Leonard yeah. Hearns. Yeah. Yeah. But, you know, the only thing about Bud is uh, he don't mind putting his face out there to, to draw you in. And, and if he does and that's that. that's dangerous with Spence. Yeah. 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 yeah, but I don't think he, I think he's smart enough to, with that. He knows he's. He's fighting a guy who 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 has the power to, yeah. to sit his ass down. So I don't think I don't think it'll it, it that will be uh, a thing that Bud would do. Yeah, and I think Arrow is more of a volume guy. Like you don't see him just he has given guys like not guys out with one punch here and there, but you don't see him do it a lot. Like it's it's usually just volume, the attrition mm-hmm. of breaking you down. You've seen Bud, even with guys who are of a lesser status, like he gets them out. Like they're not supposed to be in there with him. He just gets them out of there. Mm-hmm. You know, so that would be a really great fight to see. I, I, I'm looking forward to that. I hope they announce that fight sometime soon. I hope they soon. make it. I hope they yeah. make it. Yep, Absolutely. What do you think of us? Because this is one of my favorite guys, David Benavidez. Have you got a chance to look at him? I've, I've seen a couple of fights of his. He's, okay. he's no joke. I like that guy, man. Yeah, man. He's got good range. Yeah. Oh, yes. Oh, yeah. Works yeah. behind his jab. Yes. Yes. He's he's, oh, he's, man. he's he will give Canelo. Come on, talk. Come on, man. Say he it. Give, he will give Canelo wrong Say for his it. money. Come I don't, on, think, Dave. I don't think Canelo wants that. Nah. T- I don't t- think talk, Canelo wants that. Talk that Canelo, shit. Canelo doesn't want that. He oh. knows that. He knows that, that that's a problem. He see I for me I think it was a I'm gonna take on Bivol and see how I because if you see uh, they're almost the same stature right with uh, Bivol and, and and Benavides right yeah and and lanky and tall I mean I I and he didn't do nothing to uh yeah right Bivol Bivol the only thing about Bivol is had he been a more aggressive fighter, he would have knocked him out. Thank you. Thank you very much. He would have knocked him out. Thank you very much. Yep. He would have knocked him out. And yep. that's what he didn't show, but yep. he would have definitely knocked him out. Bivol is a beautiful boxer. He has educated feet and he and he does well with 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 boxing. He's very good at boxing. Had that been better BF or had that been David Benavidez. They would have pushed him back and, and beat him through the ropes. And and tried to go for that KO. And oh, yeah. I, I think, I don't know, I, you know how it is on nowadays. Everybody has speculation. You think that's another payday maybe down the road and they don't want to mess him up that bad. <laughs> so, you know, it's, you know, it's how, how it is now, man. It's like nobody goes out there to see who really is. The best at, of the but guys. and the other part is the promoters who don't want their guys to go out there and get beat up. So yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, David, man, I appreciate you doing this with me. I'm, I'm man, this is, I, I love it. I, I appreciate you giving me the, your time and energy, man, and open up the opportunity for me to do this. I'm not gonna hold you no more. Uh, I've enjoyed my time. Hopefully, yeah. we can do this I, again later. Whenever you, know? you want, man. I'm yes, available. Sir. 
Yes, sir. And um, I appreciate you uh, reaching out to me. And uh, yeah, definitely, let's do this again. It was yes, sir. Cool. Shout out your business, your uh, your real estate. Yeah, my name is uh, David Diaz, um, main event real estate group. I'm broker owner of of the company. Well, I can't say broker owner, but I am the owner of the company. Uh, but uh, yeah, we are at seventy one fifty one West Grand Avenue. Uh, if you need to reach out to me, it's 773-681-1263 or david at maineventrealestate.com. Yes, indeed. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the end of the podcast. And always remember the mission statement when you're striving for greatness. God never puts you in a driver's seat if it's taken. We are done here.